begin today the Gemara at the bottom of Daphnun Heyom at Beis, where it says, Amar first word on the line is Lei, about eight lines from the bottom of the Yomad. Because we had here a Mishnah that spoke about the Sikrikim that were murderers, and they also took away the properties from the Eden. And this was in the time when Titus came to destroy the Beis Amikdash. So the Gemara here brings the whole story of the Chorban. This is usually the Gemara that's learned in Tishabov. Shkacha Pratis, we're learning it now in the beginning of the three weeks. What's the meaning of the Pasuk? Fortunate is the man that's constantly fearful. So Rashi says it means he's fearful about what could happen based on his deeds, what it could lead to. But a person that has a hard heart and he doesn't think about the future, so he will fall into bad things. And, and based on this Pasuk, the Gemara says, because of the story with Kamtze and Bar Kamtze, Chor of Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was destroyed. Because the hen and the rooster, Chor of Turmalke. Turmalke was destroyed. And Asake, the Rizbek, Chor of Beitar. And because of a door of a carriage that uh, was made for women, so Beitar was destroyed. Now in here, the Gemara is going to bring all these stories. So today we're going to learn about the, the, the story with Kamtze and Bar Kamtze. A Kamtze u Bar Kamtze, Chor of Yerushalayim. So because of Kamtze and Bar Kamtze, Yerushalayim was destroyed. There's a famous Shaila that all the Mepharshim ask on this. Why is it blaming Kamtze, not only Bar Kamtze? As you probably know the story, that Bar Kamtze was the troublemaker. He was the one that went and uh, said Lashon Hara to the king about the Eden and so on. Kamtze did nothing wrong. Why is it saying Kamtze and Bar Kamtze? So the simple title of the words of the Gemara is because of the confusion between Kamtze and Bar Kamtze, that led to the whole story that brought the Chorban. Chor, but we're not really blaming Kamtze. But there is a pshat that the Welt says that in the story here, what happens is Kamtze was the friend of this person that made this, this big party. And Kamtze didn't show up. And instead, Bar Kamtze was invited. If Kamtze would have been a really, real good friend and he would have been Mekai in the midst of Avis Yisrael properly, he would have showed up, he should have come to the party on his own. And then this person would have never sent to go and invite Kamtze and instead by mistake invite Bar Kamtze. So in a way, Kamtze could be blamed for this as well. That's the pshat that uh, I remember hearing many, many uh, years ago. But there is a pshat I saw today that the Chidush Rim says the exact opposite. He says that Kamtze uh, did come to the party. He was there. And what happened is because Kamtze was there, so when Bar Kamtze arrived, Bar Kamtze thought to himself, that if Kamtze is here and still I'm being invited to come, it must be that it's with, with a Kavana. He said to himself, if I'm going to come to the party and Kamtze is not going to be there, so then Mistam, it's a mistake. They're inviting me, but they really meant to invite Kamtze. But when he saw that Kamtze was there, he understood that, yeah, this is the way he understood it, that Kamtze is invited and now I'm being invited. So the Chilush Shirim says, so if you're not invited to a party, so then the, 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 he, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have come. And that's why Kamtz himself is being blamed for, this, uh, for the Chorban that happened over here. Okay, so it's sort of an opposite shot. Mm. Okay, let's see the actual story over here. So what's the story? That, um, second, second. Oh, Tahu Gavra. So there was an individual. Derachme Kamtze, his friend, it was Kamtze, Obal Devove Bar Kamtze. And his enemy was Bar Kamtze. Uh, some say that Bar Kamtze, as the simple words indicate, that he was his son. That's what the Masha says. But Rashi over here says, Kach Shem Shnei Yehudim. These are two Yidin, so they weren't Kamsa, and another person was Bar Kamsa. They weren't relatives. So what happened? Avat this individual made a big party. 
he tells his servant, Zil Aisili Kamsa, go and invite my friend Kamsa to the party. Azal Aisile Bar Kamsa. And what happened? He went and he called Bar Kamsa to come to the party. Asa. And he came. So Ashkechedava Yosef. So this person sees that his enemy is sitting there. Bar Kamsa is sitting by his party. So he says to him, This individual, referring to himself, is the enemy of this person sitting here. My boy is What are you doing over here? Come, put, get up, and go out of my party. So Barkamsa was very embarrassed. They don't have to leave this party. So he said, Now that I already came, allow me to sit here. I'll pay you for what I'm eating and drinking. So he says, no, I don't allow you to stay here. Amalei, he further told him, I'll pay you for half of this whole entire meal here that you're serving. Amalei, he said, no, I still don't allow you to stay here. I'm ready to pay for the entire meal here and that you should not send me out. That's, that's how great the embarrassment was for him that he would have to get up and leave. Amalei, he said, no, I don't agree. He picked them, he took them by, 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 with his hands, picked them up, and he threw them out. So Barkamtsa was very embarrassed here in, in, in front of everybody. So Omar Barkamtsa said to himself, Since all the Tamid HaChamun were there, and they did not protest my embarrassment, So we see that they were okay with this, they had no problem with this. So there's a big discussion in all the Mepharshim over here, why Taka the Chacham didn't say anything. Some say they didn't say anything because they knew that this, this person would not listen to them. That uh, it says in that time, Gavra, Hanufa, so they, they knew that it was pointless to protest. So, so therefore they didn't say anything. But still, nevertheless, this was also a cause to the Chorban that they would not they should have said something. Okay, there's other Pshatim in this, but there's a discussion of it, why Taka the Chacham were quiet. So what happened? He said, Ezel Echel Behu Kurza Be Malka. Let me go and eat Kurza by the king, which means let me go and uh, and inform on them to the government, to the king, to the Romans about the about the Chachamim. Right? Echel Be Kurza is the expression when you go and you inform. So they sit down and they eat something, and then he says and speaks about them. So Azalomalei Lekaiser. He went and tell and told the the, the, the emperor Mordebachiudoi. The Eden rebelled against you. Amalei, so he said to him, Mi who told you this? Amalei, so he said to the king, Shadulu Korbana, send a carbon to the base of Mikdash and Chazis, and you'll see whether they're going to bring the carbon or not. Azal Shadabiyode Egle Tilsa. He sent with him an, a calf born third to its mother, which is the fattest and best, best behemoth to bring for a carbon. That's what he sent out. Some of the Mepharshim say Egla, the eagle. Maybe the Masha says that the eagle is Meramas, that he was telling the Yidin that you still have the leftovers of the Cheta eagle. Abahadi the Kaasi, on the way, when he was delivering, bringing this, so, so Bar Kamsa brought the animal on the way, Shadabe Mumma. He made a Mumma blemish in the animal, either either in the top lip, and Vamri Labadukin Shabayim. Others say that it was in the cataract of the eye. Duchte, this was in a place, the Lididon, have a mum, that for us, for carbon in the base of Mikdash, it's considered to be a mum. But Lididu, lav mum, who? But for them, when they bring their sacrifices on a bomber, it's not considered to be a mum. As Rashi says, even al Pialacha, when a guy brings a carbon, the only psal in the carbon is mechusa eve. 
before Matan Taira. The psula of a carbon is only if it's missing a limb, not if it has a, a little blemish like this. So this is the kind of blemish that he made that they, they don't consider it to be a blemish. So when he brought the carbon to the Beis HaMikdash, so the Rabbanan thought to themselves that we should bring this carbon in order to keep the peace with the king and not to cause any problems. They're going to say that you can bring a, a, a carbon with a mum and the Mizbeach. How could you do so? So even if now you have the reason of Shalim Malchus, but what's going to be in the future? They're it, going to start bringing carbonus with a mum to the Mizbeach. So then the Chachamim thought, if so, we can't bring the carbon, so we can't allow him to go back to the emperor to inform what happened over here. So they wanted to kill him, and this is Pekuch Nefashis. So therefore they said that they're allowed to kill him. The Leleiz of Aleim, shouldn't go out to the king and tell him. Amur again Rabzchari spoke up and said, Yoimru, Matul Mum Bekotchem Yaharik, people are going to make a mistake and say that because he made this mum and this carbon here, therefore he deserves to be killed. Right, so it's again only a yaimru what people may say. The truth is that he was chayiv misa because this barkamza was a raidif and he was, they knew that he wanted to inform and bring a chorban to the, to the old Klal Yisrael. So really they, they should have and could have killed him. So Amr Rabbi Yechen and Rabbi Yechen said about this, Am v'sanusah Afkulis. The humility of Rabbi Shai ibn Afkulis, hechrives beiseinu v'sarfas hechaleinu. Destroyed the v'samikdash and burnt the heichal v'heglisanu ma'artseinu and brought us to be exiled from our land. So the title of Anvisanusa, Rashi actually touches it means Savlanusai. His patience. He had such patience over here that mm -hmm. he says, let's let's deal with him and, and not bring the carbon and allow him to go. So that brought about the Khurban. Mm. There's a big discussion here in Mafarshim about what Rabshai ibn Afkulis was thinking, why uh, he said so and so on. He sent to tell the Yidin about the Nidin, which was then the Caesar to tell him what happened over here. So Kikaasi, so when he came to Eretz Yisrael, he came to Yerushalayim, Shada Gira Lemizrach, Sarashi's Taich here in the Gemara, he actually came very close to Yerushalayim, and he wanted to have a sign to see if the Abishta wants him to destroy Yerushalayim. So he threw an arrow to the east, and also Nafob Yerushalayim, even though it was not in the direction of Yerushalayim, but nevertheless, a wind came and blew the arrow and it fell into Yerushalayim. Lemaidiv, he threw an arrow to the west, and also Nafob Yerushalayim, and the arrow went. Still, it went towards Yerushalayim. He threw an arrow to all four sides, but also enough of Yerushalayim. The arrow fell to Yerushalayim. So he had a sign that Abisha wants to destroy Yerushalayim. The Masha says he wasn't right near Yerushalayim. He was far away, but a mess happened and the arrow, a wind took the arrow and, and it fell into Yerushalayim. So then, he met a child and he says to the child, Tell me a pasuk that you learned today. The child said to him, Abish says, I'm going to take revenge in Edom in the hands of the Eden, that they're going to destroy the Beis Mikdash, but then the Abish will give the Eden the Kayach to take revenge. So Omar, he said to himself, The Abish wants to destroy his Beis Mikdash, but he wants to clean his hands and blame it on this person. Abish doesn't want to do it himself, and he wants me to do it for him and then blame me. So he saw that he, the Ebesh is going to take revenge of him. So Arak, he ran away, and he went, and he converted, he became a Yid. And from him came out a great, great Taner Rab Meir. So the Mepharshim say over here, you see how just because of one Pasik, because he gave such Chshivas 
to one pasuk that a child learned, he was zeichet to have such a great tan of Rav Meir that the whole entire Torah of Apes stands on him. This was who? Rav Meir, Rav Meir. Shodra ala ala So they sent on the Eden to Aspasianus Kaiser. He came and saw Allah and he placed a siege on the city for three years. Yes, Aspasianus was the next Caesar and he came and placed a siege on the city for three years. Now, and now here the Gemara describes the story what happened while the Yidden were inside Yerushalayim in this time period. So there were three very rich individuals in Yerushalayim. Nagdimim ben Gurion, ben ben and these three individuals were great tzaddikim. Nagdimim ben Gurion, bavure. That is a story that the Gemara describes in Tainus, where the sun pierced out. Nagdimim nag, means it, it pierced, the sun pierced out and, and stopped in its tracks. And at one time when it was alone, that had to be paid. The whole story with the, the Gemara says that the sun stopped for him. Ben Anyone enters into his home when he was very hungry, like a dog, would come out satisfied. So he got this nickname, Ben Kalba Savua. Ben that his, the tzitzis that he wore would not drag on the ground because wherever he went, they placed the uh, cushions under his feet, so like a carpet under his feet, so his tzitzis never dragged on the ground because uh, so this shows on how rich he was and how choshev he was. This, in, in this piece of Gemara, it's interesting, the Magan Avram speaks about this, that how could you have your tzitzis dragging on the ground? So he says that it, it doesn't mean when he was walking, it means when he was sitting. So he had the... Uh, the, the cushions that were placed under him and his, his tzitzis went to the ground. He says the problem of having your tzitzis drag on the ground is only when you walk. But if you're sitting and your tzitzis goes on the ground, he says there's no akapada for that. That's what he takes out from this Gemara here. Magen Avram, yeah. Omri, there are others that say, Kistoi Muteles Ben His name was Ben Tzitzis, but he was called Ben Tzitzis. Hakeses, Keses actually means a chair or a throne. And his throne was amongst the, the great uh, officials of the Romans. Um, and so now, so those are the three individuals, these three very rich people in Yishalai. So one of them said to the Eden, I have enough wheat and barley to feed the Eden. I have enough wine and salt to feed the Eden. And oil as well. And a third of them said, I have enough wood, firewood for the Eden. And the Gemara says, Rabbanan praised the one that offered the firewood more than the others. Because the Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda said, Kol haklidi, have a muscle bar All the keys that he had to the different storage houses, he gave to his, his servant, besides the storage house of the uh, firewood, that was the most important for him. Dama Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda said, Akalbe de chiti, boy shitna kalbe de tzivi. For one measure of kalbe, it's a certain measurement of, of uh, wheat, you need 60 as much of wood in order to have fire to be able to cook and, uh, or bake with it. So the Eden had more than enough. The Gemara says, Havalul Mezan, from all these very rich people, they had enough food and enough to provide for them. Esrim v'chad shata, for 21 years. <laughs> but then what happened? Havabu hana biryayni, there were these biryaynim. So these biryaynim, Rashi says, Empty people, these empty people that wanted to fight the Romans that placed the siege in the city. The Rabbanan said, let's go out and make peace with them. 
But Loishavkinu, these Biryanim did not allow the Chachamim to make peace with the Romans. And Amr Lahu, they said, Nebik v'navad kravabatayim. No, let's fight them. Amr Rabbanan, so the Rabbanan said to the Biryanim, Loimistayim ilsa. We know that we're not going to be successful. So Kamu, so these Biryanim were, were upset at the Chachamim. And they wanted to force the Eden to have to leave, go out of the siege and, uh, and to fight the Romans. So what did they do? They got up, Kalanhu, Lahanu, Amberi, Dechiti, Visari. They went and they burned all the store, storage houses of, the, of all the grain that there was and all the wood in order that you should be forced to go and fight with them. And now Avakafna, now it became a big hunger inside the city. So the Gemara brings what happened with one of the very rich noble women in Yerushalayim, Marta Basbaisis, Atirta Yerushalayim, a very rich, rich woman in Yerushalayim, she was living in Yerushalayim. She sent her shliach, and she said to him, go bring me fine flour. So he, he went, and Adazel, by the time he went, it was sold already. Also, he came back, Amalai tells her, There is no, the fine flour you want is not there, but there still is white flour. Amalai, so she says to him, Go bring me the white flour. Adazel, by the time he went, it got sold already, there was nothing available. Also, he came back and told her, There's no white flour anymore, but you still have coarse flour available. Amalei go and bring me this coarse flour. Adazel, by the time he went, this daven that was also sold out. Asav Amalei, and he told the Gushkere Leka, there's no coarse flour anymore. Kimche desari ikke. All you have is the flour from barley. Amalei, so she says to him, Zilaisli, go and bring me at least this. Adazel, by the time he went, this daven, this was also sold out already. His daven was sold out. So what happened? Shlifim Misana, she wasn't wearing her shoes. Amra, she says, Epic, let me go out myself, Echsi, let me see. If I find something, let me to eat. She went out and she placed her feet into the, the dung of an animal. And she was such a finicky woman, but she was not used to such a thing. And this mamish caused her such an she got so nauseated by this that she died. And when this happened, so he read on her the Pasik that says in the Teichiche, the ones amongst you that are very finicky and very anuga, that she never put down her foot and such a thing, and that caused her to die. Yeah, pampered woman. A pampered woman, yeah. <laughs> Another version of what happened here, how Martha Basbaisis passed away, she ate a fig, that was left over from Rab Tzaddik, and the Itnisa Umesa, and this caused her to become very nauseated, and she died. Yeah. Now the Gemara describes what is this fig of Rab Tzaddik. The Rab Tzaddik, Yosef, Arboin, Shnin, Betanisid, He saw that there was a Kitrug that the Chorban could happen. So for 40 years, he fasted that Yerushalayim should not be destroyed. And then Kihava Ochel Midi, when he would break his fast and he would eat something, so he was already so, his body was so uh, emaciated. Have mischazi ma'avroi. When you, you, could, you could see the food going down his throat in his body. <laughs> so when he finished his fast and he wanted to break his fast, he wanted to make himself healthy and, and eat, so then they would bring him a fig. He would uh, suck out its juice and he would throw out the fig. Okay, so, then, so this is the fig of it that this Martha Basbaisis ate and she passed away from it. When she was when she was dying, 
So what happened? She saw that she has nothing left to herself and she's passing away. She took out all her gold and silver, she threw it out in the marketplace. Amra, she said, What do I need all of this gold and silver for? This is what the Pasuk describes and says, that the silver of the Yidin will be thrown outside in the marketplace. He was the head of these of these empty people, Yerushalayim. He was the son of the daughter, he was a nephew of Rabbi Yechelem and Zakai. So Shalach Rabbi Yechelem and Zakai sent a messenger to him, come to me privately, he wanted to figure out how to deal with these Biryayinim. So he came to him, he says to him, Ad Amos of Disu Hachi, until when are you going to continue doing this? And you're going to kill everybody with this hunger that was brought about over here upon us. We should make peace with the, with the Romans. So privately he admitted to him and he said, look, but what should I do? Even though he was the Reish of all the Briyayna, but he says, if I'm going to tell them that we should make peace with the Romans, if I tell them anything, they're going to kill me. But at least allow, if you have some advice, some way for me, the Apuk, then maybe I can go out to the Romans. Maybe I could bring Yidin some, some kind of minimal salvation. So he gave him the advice and he said as follows that let it be known that you're not feeling well and you're sick. And everybody should come. And they should come and visit you to see that your mom is extremely sick and you're about to pass away. And then bring uh, something that will make a foul order, like bring up a dead carcass there by you that will, will, will make this foul order. And then everyone is going to say that you died. And then bring in only your students that are very close to you. And, and don't allow anyone else to carry you. So that they shouldn't sense the kololat, that if they're going to carry you on a coffin, that your body is too light for a person that's not alive. Because the inner yadi, everybody knows, the chaya kolol, when a person is alive, he carries himself, and his body is lighter, mimisa, from when a person is dead. So that's what he did. Ovid hachi, this is what he did. So nichnes boy, rabbalaza mitzad echad. Rabbalaza came from one side, Rabbi Shua mitzad acher, and Rabbi Shua came from another side, and they were going to carry him out of Yerushalayim as if he's, he's dead to go and bury him. You see, this is how he was going to make his way out of Yerushalayim. Kimotu lepischa, when they came to the doorway to go out of the city of Yerushalayim. mitkere. So these biryanim wanted to take their spears to, to poke and to see, to be sure that he's really dead. Amaluhu, <laughs> so Abba Sikre, which was the head of the Brinyanim, and he's his nephew. He said to them, he didn't allow them to do this. He said, Yaimru, Rabban Dokru. They're going to say that, look, that they, that they, the Romans are going to say that he even went and uh, put spears into their teacher. <laughs> At least they want to push him, that maybe he'll scream and they'll see if he's alive or not. Amaluhu, so again he said to them, Yaimru, Rabban Dokru, that they're pushing their teacher in, in the coffin. So they allowed, they opened up the doorway from the, from the wall from Yerushalayim, Nafak, he went out. Arrived and came to the, the general that was surrounding Yerushalayim. So Omar, he said, Shloma Allah Malka, Shloma Allah Malka. Peace upon you, king, peace upon you, king, the king. So he answered and he said to him, Yuchayev, to, to put, be put to death for two different things. 
Number one, I'm not the emperor, I'm not the king. And you're referring to me, to me as the king, so that's a merida b'malchus. If I am the king, until now, why didn't you come to me? Where have you been until now? This is the famous line of the Gemara that's brought in the Machsa and Hashanah Yom Kippur when you say HaMelech. This is the Kavonah that Baran Kalina said, the Imalkano. That, uh, yeah. Amalei, so Rabbi Yechelemazaki answered him and said, This that you said, that I'm not the king. So Ivre Malka, the truth is that you are a, a king. Rashi says, uh, you, you're, in the future you will be the king. The Ilav, Malkat, because if not for the fact that you are a king, Yerushalayim would not have been given over in your hands. So here Taisa says that it's Mashman Lashon the Gemara, that he's telling him that Yerushalayim was already given over into his hands. And the reason is because it was already after three years and there was such a hunger. It's as if it was already given over in his hands. The Pasuk says, that Levonim will fall into the hands of Adir. What does this mean? Adir, someone that's very great, refers only to a king, a real ruler. Which over there refers to a king. Levonim means that the Beis HaMikdash will be fall into the hands of an Adir. Where do you see the Levonim's Beis HaMikdash? Levonim goes in the Beis HaMikdash. Rashi says, because the Beis HaMikdash is Malbin, it whitens the sins of the Eden, so therefore it's called Levonin. If I'm a king, why haven't you come? Why haven't I come until now? The Isbon, the Briyayim amongst us, they didn't allow me to come. So he didn't accept this answer, and he said, If you have a barrel of honey, and you have a snake that's, that's, that's wrapping himself around this barrel of honey, and you can't uh, go out, you can't get the honey out. So what do you do? Would you not break the barrel in order to get the, the, the snake to go down? It shouldn't have what to hold on to. And then you'll be able to get the honey. So here as well, nevertheless, what, what should have you done? You should have bro- broken down the wall of the city of Yerushalayim, and to burn it down in order that uh, you should be able to come out to me. Ishtik. So Rabbi Yechelem and Zakai was quiet, he didn't answer. So when he didn't answer this, Karadele Rabbi Yosef, Yitame Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yosef, or Rabbi Akiva said about this, that he was quiet, Meishiv, Chacham, Emacher, V'daytam Yisachal. The Ebesha causes that even the wise, that their Chachma goes behind them, and their, their Das, they, they become foolish. He didn't, he, could, he couldn't, he didn't answer, even though he could have answered. Yibayalei Lameimalei, he should have answered to Aspasianus, Shaklinon Tzavse, that... What you do is, you take a uh, tongues, and you take off the snake, the lay, and 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 you kill you kill the snake, but the the uh, the barrel of honey that you leave. And if you have an issue with a snake on a barrel of honey, it's not. There's no point in, the, in destroying, killing the snake, and losing the entire honey. The right thing to do is, is to try to try to get off the snake and to to save the honey. So Rashi says what he was telling them is that I was hoping and waiting that hopefully we will be able to come out without destroying the whole city and, and burning down everything. I was hoping I would be able to come out with you. That's why I was waiting until now. Adahachi in between, and when they were talking there, Asi Pristake Alei. A, a a shliach, a messenger came, Miraimi from Rome, Amalei, come, get up, the Misle Kaiser, the Caesar died, 
And Vaamri Hanach Shividiraimi Lai Sivach Bereisha. And the nobleman of Rome said that you, Espasianus, should become the Caesar. Okay, so here you see that right away what he said that you are the he's really the, the Malka was fulfilled. So the Gemara says, as this messenger came in, so he was wearing one shoe. He wanted to put on another shoe. But he couldn't put on the other shoe on his foot. He wanted to remove the other shoe that he was wearing. He couldn't take off that shoe. So Omar, my high. So he says, what happened over here? All of a sudden, my, my feet got swollen. Explain to him, don't, uh, don't feel bad about the, the shoes you can, but what happened there? It's because of this very good news here that you became the Caesar that caused that your feet should expand. A good news expands the bone and expands the, the, the feet. This is the source of the famous part of Abnacham Chernobyl that when he said, mm. such geschmack he had in that that expanded his physical body. <laughs> so, what is the takana? How could I get my shoe off? Or how could I put my shoe on? So he said, Bring a person that you don't enjoy his presence and let him walk in front of you. The Pasik says, When you have a low spirit, this dries your bone and it, it, it sort of will make it back in its size before. So he did this, an aisle, and he was able to put on the shoe on his foot. If you're so wise, so Ada Idna Amai Loyasisulegaboy. Again he asked him, so until now, why didn't you find a way to come to me? Amalei, Sarabiakhimazaki answered him, Valoyomri Loch, didn't I already answer you why I didn't want to come till now? Amalei Anonamri Amliach. So he, he answered back to him. But I also responded to you with the muscle that he gave before, with the with the barrel and the snake, that you should have killed the snake and broken the barrel. So now Spasiana said, I'm leaving from here. I'm going to send another general here to, to destroy Yerushalayim. I give you a request, you can ask of me something. The, the and, I'll, and I'll provide you, I'll give you this request. So what did Rabbi Zaki ask for? He said to him, Give me the city of Yavne with all of the Chachamim there and do not destroy them. And also the Rabbi Gamliel. And also the family of Rabbi Gamliel, which was the Nasi, that they should not be killed. And this is the continuation of, as she says, the, the rulership of Beis David. And also give me a doctor that should be able to heal Rabtzadik, as we mentioned before, that he didn't eat for so many years and his, his, whole, his intestines was, was all uh, shrunk and he couldn't eat. Again, either Rabbi Yosef or Rabbi Kiva said about what Rabbi Yechanan Mazakai requested. Even the wise, the Ebeshe takes away the Seichel. Because he he should have said to Aspasianus that now became the Caesar. Allow Yidin, let them go this time that he shouldn't destroy Yerushalayim. So the Gemara explains, why didn't he request this? For whose sava? Yechel Mazaki thought to himself, If I ask him this, that he won't give me. And then he's not going to give me a second choice to ask for at least this a little salvation that I'll ask for. So the Gemara explains now, So this doctor that came and healed the Abtzadik, what was his healing? So uh, on the first day, the party, he gave him to drink the party, which was water that had in it uh, from uh, uh, Subin Rashi says from 
the wheat, which is still with the, all, all the different schmutz in it that was soaked in this water. Right, right. So there's a grain that's soaked in the water. So this is water which has in it some little bit of a thickness. That was the first day they gave him to drink this. Then the machar, the next day, so his, his stomach expanded a little bit. They gave maya the sipuki, which is water that has in it not only this grain that's soaked in it, but also with some uh, flour. The machar, maya the kimcha. Then the next day there was even more flour in it. It was even thicker. Until his, his intestines, his stomach expanded and he was able to eat again. Port to port, little by little. Ozal shadre litittis. So who did he send to Yerushalayim? To destroy Yerushalayim, he sent titis. Vamar and he said, Eilekemoi, where is the God of the Eden Tsur Chasoyuboy? The rock that the Eden took shield in him. Zeh Titus Arasha. This refers to Titus Arasha that spoke this way. Shechire Vigidiv Klape Maila. That he spoke out against the Ebishter. Ma also, what did Titus do when he came into Yerushalayim? Tofaz Zayna Biyode. He grabbed a, a harlot in his hands. The Nichnas, the Beis, Kotchia Kadoshim. And he entered into the Kaidish Kadoshim, Vitsia Sefetaira. And he spread out a Sefetaira. Voovar Allah Aveira. And he did an Aveira there with the Zayna in the Kaidish Kadoshim. The Natal Saif, the Gideres, a Pereiches. And he took a sword and he poked the Pereiches. And the Nasanes. And an S occurred via Dam, Mevatzbis, Vyaitse, and the blood came out from the Kaidish, from the Parechas of the Kaidish Kadashim. Okisavar Harikas Atzma, and he thought that he killed himself. Shanema Shagut Sayrecha, Bekerev Mayadecha, that your enemy screamed, Bekerev Mayadecha, the Gemariya Taiches, Bekerev Mayadecha means in the place of the Kaidish Kadashim where the Abishtah is Mizvayid, where the Abishtah comes together with Eden. Samo Isaisam Isaisa. This is a sign. This is a, that the Abishtah shows that he thought that this is a sign that he killed himself. Okay, but what, uh, so the Mepharshim say that this blood was either the Taira Adam, Dam, the Dam of Taira, that the Luchais, which is in the Kaidish Kadoshim, or refers to the Dam of all the Karbanis that sprayed on the Mizbeach. That's the Remes of what the blood, blood that came out of here. That's a sign that he killed That's what he thought. That, that, yeah. Again? A sign that he, that's what he thought, or that he killed, that he killed Kaviyachal, that he said that he killed Hashem, right, yeah. Okay, yeah, this expression of Horegis Atzmai is going on, it's a Kiniklap Yemayel, yeah, sorry, okay, yeah, correct. So he's using this Lashon Atzmai, using it as a, saying it on the Eibishter. Okay, Abachanan Aymer, Abachanan says, Mi Chamaycha Chasin Ka, Who's like the Eivishter Chasinka? What does this mean? Micha Meicha. Who's like the Eivishter Chasin Vekasha? That the Eivishter is, is so strong that he holds himself back. Shatu Shimeya and the Yutsa Vigidufa. Shalaisa Rasha. That the Eivishter listens and hears how this Rasha is speaking out so strongly against him. Vishaisik. And the Eivishter is Chasin. He holds himself in. And the Eivishter was quiet and he allowed him to destroy the Beis Mikdash. The Berabishmal Tani learned it from another Pasik. Micha Meicha Beilam Hashem. Micha Meicha Beilmim. That the Eibushter remains like a mute and he's quiet and allowed allow him to destroy the Beis Mikdash. Ma also, what did Titus do? Not Lasa Pereiches. He took this Pereiches. Vasei Kimin Gargusi. Gargusni. And he made this Pereiches like a basket. This Pereiches, by the way, was a massive Pereiches. The, the, the height of the Kaidish Kadosh and the Kaidish is a hundred amas. And a uh, hundred amas, 150 feet. And that's and he took this massive pereiches and vehevi kol kelim shebemigdash and he took all of the holy vessels of the beis hamigdash vehinicham ben and he placed it inside this pereiches vayishivam b'svina and he brought it in a boat leilech l'shtabeach b'irai to come and praise himself in the city where he was. Shanam as the pasuk says, "Avchein reisir sham kvurim." I saw the sham buried the bomb and makom kadosh yalechu v'yistakhu b'ir ashekein osan. It will be forgotten the city what they did. 
So the Gemara actually darshans the words of the Pasik differently. Al tikri kvurim, don't read it as kvurim, al kvutsim. Read it kvutsim, the guyim that gathered. Al tikri v'yishtakhu, al v'yishtapchu, that the guyim come and praise themselves. Ikid amri kvurim mamish, that you read in the Pasik of the is Rishi Rishon kvurim, that literally buried. What does this mean? Afilim mili, the metamrin. Even the different treasures that Yidin buried, Egal Yolohu, Lahain was revealed to them and they stole all of this. So now, as he's traveling on the boat with all of the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash, Ahmad Olav Nachshul Shibiyam there was a big wave in the sea that was going to drown the whole boat. Omar, so he said to himself, it seems to me, that the God of the Eden, his might is in the water. Why? He drowned him in the Yamsuf. Also with Sisroi, he also drowned him in the water. This is a story in Shaftim in Anachal Kishon where he was drowned. And now David is coming to fight with me and I'm going to drown in the water. So he said, "In Gibero, if the Eivishter is strong, let him come on dry land and fight against me." So Abbasco came out and said to him, "Rosha ben Rosha ben Benoishal Esav Rosha, the grandson of Esav Rosha, Beri Akala Yeshli Baylami. I have a very little tiny creature in the world, Viyitoish Shema, a little fly, a little mosquito. Am I Kadele Beri Akala? Why is it referred to as this little creature? The Maalne Isla." It can eat, it can enter, but it doesn't have any place where it, anything, anything goes out of his body. So he went up onto the dry land. Go up on dry land, David Mubasco says, and here, let me see if you can fight a war even against this little creature. So Titus went up onto the dry land. This little Yitush came and went into his nostrils. And this this uh, Yitush was banging on his brain for seven years. It didn't give him any peace. One day, he walked by the house of a smith. So the, 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 the Yitush, the, the mosquito that's in his brain, so heard the banging of the, of the smith and, and it, it sort of stopped and it was quiet because of the noise. Omar ikitakanta. Oh, so he says, oh, I figured out a way how I could get this mosquito to stop making me crazy. Every day, he brought a smith and he would bang in front of him to stop the mosquito of banging in his head. So for a guy that he hired to do this, he would pay four zuz. But when he hired a yid to do this, he didn't pay him. It's enough for you. Your pay is enough that you see your enemy suffering this way. For 30 days this worked. But after this, once it was already, the, the mosquito got used to this. Dosh literally means once it threshed, it threshed, meaning once it was it already got used to it, so it didn't help him. I was amongst the great noblemen of Rome. When Titus died, they, they broke open, they opened open his brain. What they found over there from this little Yiddish that went into his brain, like a tzipper dreyer, kind of bird. The weight of two coins of slime. That's how large it became. And Abraised said, like also a bird, a year old, the weight of two litrin. So the Mepharshim says, I think the Mashar says that this bird hints to the Yidin. The Yidin are compared to a bird, and this is showing on the Yidin that we're fighting Titus. Abaye said, we have a tradition. 
piv shon the that its mouth was from copper, vitziparn of shal barzal, and its uh, nails was from metal. Ki hava kamayis amalohu. So when Titus was passing away, he said to the people around him, likliua lahu gavre, this person should be burnt. Velivdiri liktime, and you should spread around his ashes, his own ashes, ashev yami on seven different oceans or seven different waters. Velilishkeche alaka di yehudai. So the God of the Eden should not be able to find me and give me my judgment. That's what happened after he died. Okay, so let's, let's just finish this Indian, this whole story until the next Amid here. So the Gemara says as follows. Unkelis bar Klonikos, the, the famous Ger, Unkelis bar Titus He was a nephew of Titus. He wanted to become a Ger. He brought back the, the soul of Titus with Negida. Negida is oiv, oiv yedaini. Oiv is, is, is a way of kishuv that you can bring back and talk to a, a dead person. Amalei, so he asked Titus. Amalei, so he asked Titus, man choshev ba'u Tell me, who is great in that world? Amalei, so Titus tells him, Yisrael, the Yidin are great in that world. So he asked him, ma'alid bukibuhu. So should I connect to Yidin? Should I become a, a ger? Amalei, milayu nefishin. They have a lot of mitzvahs that they have to fulfill. You're not going to be able to fulfill all the mitzvahs. Zil instead go and fight with the Eden. Bahu Alma in that world, in other words, in this world, and then you'll become great. The Pasik says, that those that fight the Eden, they become a Rosh, they become great. Those that make it difficult for Eden, Nasa Rosh. It becomes a head. and then you ask Titus. What? What, what? Yeah, he's telling him, uncle, he's telling Onkelis. So Onkelis further asked Titus, What are you being punished with for destroying the Beis HaMikdash? So he answered and said, This that I said should be done with myself. That's what's being done with me every day. Every single day. They gather my, uh, all the ashes that were spread out. And they judge me again. And my ashes are, um, and I'm burnt again. And I'm spread out on seven different seas. Okay, so this is his conversation that uncle has had with Titus. He went and brought down the soul of Bilam through this oiv to ask him. And he asked him, Man Who's important in that world? Amalei Yisrael. So he said to him, Yidin. Ma'olad bukibu, should I connect to the Yidin? Amalei Bilam said to him, Lo yisidresh loimam v'toivasam kolayom. Do not seek their welfare and their good all your life. He told him not to connect to the Yidin. Amalei dinedah hugavre b'may. What are you being punished with? Amalei b'shich v'zera reisachas. That he is being burnt or being placed into boiling hot shich v'zera. This is, uh, as uh, Rashi says, Midah connected Midah against Bilam. He's the one that gave the whole Eitz of Yidin to be Mizana with the Benais Mayav. So then he brought down a third individual. He brought down with the Oiv, Paishi Yisrael, and the oh, Gemaras before they changed the Gersay. This is going on on Oisei Ish, on Yeshua Noitzri. He brought him down and asked him, what, what, uh, who's Choshev in the world over there? Should I connect to the so, so he answered and said, They're well for the good of the Eden, you should seek out. But anything bad for Eden, do not do, do not seek. Because you should know whoever touches Eden, it's like you're touching the apple of the eye of Hashem. 
Amalei asked him, Dina Dahu Gavre, Bamai, what are you being punished with? Amalei Bitsoya Risachas, with with the Tsoya excrement of uh, that, that's boiling hot. Because the master has said, anyone that's that, that, that is scoffing on the chachamim, this is his punishment, and he, he did not listen to the chachamim. Yeah, the Mepharshim over here said that he brought down these three individuals. He wanted to bring down the, the, the three big Avedas of Avedazara, Gilearais, and Shvichisdomim. So Yeshar Neitzir was Avedah Avedazara, Bilam was Gilearais, and, uh, and Shvichisdomim was Titus. He brought them three down to ask these three, three big Bali Aveda who, who's Choshev in, in that world. So here the Gemara concludes the story. Tochazi, come and see, Mabim Paishi Yisrael and Aviyah Omisaylam. What's the difference between. Ish, which was the biggest sinner among Sidon, to what the Nevi Yom Yisraelim say, the ones that serve the Zara, right? Because they gave him the advice not to connect even, even though they saw the truth, they saw that even are the greatest, they still told him not to become a ger. But Ish, he told him that that you should connect to Eden and on a ger above a this is going back to the whole story of Kamtze Bar Kamtze. Come and see how great is the power of embarrassment. Because he got embarrassed. And so what happened, the Ebesha came and, and made it possible for him and helped him out to do what he wanted, his plan. And this destroyed the entire Besamikdash. Simon the